Welcome to It's a Single Mom Thing, the show for single moms by single moms. This is Sherry, your host, and I am happy you are here today. Remember, it's a single mom thing and not the single thing that stops you. We all have lots to say, right? Whether it's via text, email, in-person communications, or even on the phone. What? Talking on the phone? Who does that anymore, right? In fact, research shows that the average person speaks 7,000 words a day, with many speaking more than that. Meaning us women, we speak on average 13,000 more words to be precise. Now, ladies, the next time a man in your life complains you talk too much, silence him with science. Tell him at length, of course, it is all because of the FOXP2 protein, which is a long conversation for another time. Now, according to LinkedIn learning instructor Jeff Ansel, in his course on communicating confidently, Jeff says, and I quote, that our words are an imprint on the world, end quote. So what in the world are we talking about? And are they leaving an indelible wound or are they used as a witness on the world? And I'm talking about your small world at home. Welcome to another episode of It's a Single Mom Thing. We all want to be heard. We want to be seen. We want to be valued. And we want to be taken seriously. Especially as the single head of your household. You want every single word you have to say to be heard and followed. Am I right? As a solo parent, there is a lot that you have to make happen in a day. And well, there is a lot that happens to you in a day. Oftentimes we are moving at warp speed to check everything off our to-do list. And while sometimes we forget to enlist the help of our brain before we speak. So in thinking about this, for as many words that come out of your mouth in a day, have you ever really thought about what those words relate and communicate to the other person? Now, for this, I am referring to the little peeps in your home, but this applies really to all the words you speak in a day. How many of your words were used as weapons that left a wound? Now, conversely, how many of your words were used to witness? In other words, said differently, do the words that you speak in a day bring out the best in another, or do they create an environment of unrest for another. Words as weapons. I know for me growing up, my mom yelled at me a lot. Now I'm not saying that there aren't in some cases that I didn't deserve it, but in most cases, it seemed like a lot. Sherry, don't do this. Do that. Sherry, stop it. Do it my way. Sherry, why can't you be more like your sister? Sherry, when will you ever learn? Sherry, Sherry, Sherry. Well, guess what imprint was left on my world, making a world of difference on how I looked at the world and myself in the mirror. Now, I will sidebar this conversation for a moment to say, I forgive my mom for she knows not what she did. It was what was done to her as well. 
But it is a conversation that I wasn't going to carry on with my son, nor one I want you to inadvertently carry with your children as well. I tend to think in our haste, we waste our words on things that in the bigger picture really don't matter, but will matter in the bigger picture to the one receiving it. Now, let me tell you, and this is going to sting a bit. This also includes what you say to or about the other parent in front of your kiddos. In most cases, the other parent means the world to your wee ones, and they don't have the capacity to understand what in the world went wrong with the two of you. And at least for now, they shouldn't have to. Keep their world small for as long as you can, letting time be the teller of that story and its unhappy ending. So now, Think about this, and I want you to kick back with me here and think about your own childhood. What words were spoken over your life from someone in perceived authority and what impact do they have on your world today? Note, I said do and not did. Whether it was from your own parents, a coach, a friend, a pastor, a mentor, or even a teacher. I guarantee you, if you listen to the real going on in your head, possibly somebody other than you is speaking. And what is the real conversation going on in your world today? Words of wisdom. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Colossians 4, 6 in the NIV. The same verse is paraphrased in the Message Bible like this, and I quote, be gracious in your speech, end quote. So I am hoping for you, the real that is going on in your head is real good. That the people that had perceived power in your life poured into you speaking words of wisdom. And this is what you now pour into your children. If that's not the case, don't worry, it can happen today. It is never too late. Now, as a noun, the word wisdom means the quality of having experience, knowledge, and good judgment. The quality of being wise. As a parent, you have wisdom and you don't just have to be an older parent to have it. You have it because of your experiences and knowledge. So whether you had positive or negative words spoken to you as a child, there is wisdom that you derived from those experiences. Now listen closely. It is what you do with the wisdom is whether there is worth in your words. For me, I know even if it was just a few words and not a lot of words like I remember them to be, there were at least a few words spoken to me, at me, over me that shaped my reality. And mind you, was now the filter for every other word someone else was going to speak to me as well. As I grew up, however, I started to watch my words. And it wasn't really until I became a parent that they became a parent to me. I remember as a solo parent, the first time my son did something out of bounds, there they were. The words echoed from my past and now about to be passed down to my son. Watching our words. In reading the book, 
crucial conversations, tools for talking when stakes are high. Right away in the first few pages, the questions were asked. Number one, what do I want for myself, for others, and for our relationship? And number two, how would I behave if I really wanted this outcome? Now, this book is written for adult listeners and conversations in mind. A crucial conversation being a discussion between two or more people where number one, the stakes are high. Number two, opinions differ. Three, emotions run strong. And four, the outcome significantly impacts their lives and there is a significant risk of negative consequences. Now, every conversation may not be crucial, but it is crucial the words we use in conversation with our kids. And if you are raising teenagers by yourself, every conversation seems like a crucial conversation. Am I right? If I didn't read anything else in the whole book, just those two questions were a game changer for the conversations with my son. And really, anyone because it starts with yourself first and not selfish first. Did you hear that? As head of my household, what do I want for myself, for my son and our relationship? And how would I, Sherry, not my son and not my son's father, how would I behave if I really wanted this outcome? Pity, shame, blame, victim mentality, or me always having to be right are not the outcomes that I want to have. Once I answered those questions for myself, they now created the environment. They set the tone and steered the conversation in a healthy direction. At any time the conversation got off track, whether by me or my son's response, and listen, they did get off track because listen, emotions were running high. And when emotions are running high, so is your blood pressure, taking blood flow away from your brain and the ability to stay calm and think clearly. Hence why if you have these questions already in your mind ahead of time, you can now get back into the conversation with a healthy response and not reacting from your emotions. So for example, for me, I want peace, authenticity, and trust. For my son, I want love, trust, peace, and safety. And for our relationship, I want safety and security through conversations of love. So when I set these as the environment that I wanted to create, I will then be sure to watch that my words follow suit. And for the time when my blood pressure doesn't follow suit, I will then reference, go back to these questions and ask myself, Sherry, what was the intended outcome? What do I want for myself? What do I want for my son? What do I want for the relationship? And what do I, Sherry, have to do? How am I going to behave differently for that outcome to happen? Now, this book is geared more to adult listeners, but I do believe just from these two questions, you can water it down, so to speak, to the relationship with your kiddos as well. In other words, your words will follow your heart that you have for yourself, the other person, and the relationship. 
The words are important, but what you want for yourself, what you want for the other person and what you want for the relationship is of greater importance. In other words, as I close, I hope that what you take from this is that your words are not worthless. They are actually worth considering. You want to bring out the best in others and you want them to bring that forward into their future world. Now listen, I get that life is hard and hurried for you in this season of life. I mean, who has the time to think about all their words really? And if you listened to last week's episode, I am certainly not suggesting you start overthinking here. But in other words, I am asking you to think about when your words wound and then when your words witness. Now I just used 1,611 of my 13,000 words and so I've got to be out. And I hope they made an impact on your small world today. Do you want to make an impact in your small world? Are you looking for what's next in your solo season? Do you want to move forward in a new direction? Then we have a conference and a conversation for you on Saturday, March 18th at Indian Rocks Baptist Church. For more inspiration and information on this conference, visit our website at www.shepherdsvillage.com forward slash what's next solos 23. Do you need help in the hurt and need some prayer? Please do call us at 855-822-PRAY. We are here for you day or night and we would love to pray for you. Have a wonderful week and remember it's a single mom thing and not the single thing that stops you. Thanks for listening to It's a Single Mom Thing. I hope you enjoyed our time together. If you have more questions on how to have a relationship with Jesus or need prayer, visit us at www.shepherdsvillage.com backslash prayer. For more information and resources, check out our show notes.